Hello everybody and welcome to Tinker Talks. This is an audio podcast about all things Tinker. Uh, We come to you twice a month to discuss various happenings from behind the fence of one of the Air Force's largest bases. This week we're going to talk about a highly valued resource to the security mission, but not often heralded enough for the work that they do. And we are talking about the military working dogs. Uh, We are actually live out here at the Tinker Kennels. Well, not actually live, but we are sitting here at the Tinker Kennels today. And uh, we're going to talk to Staff Sergeant Desi Padilla about these hardworking airmen. So, uh, Sergeant Padilla, good morning to you. Morning. Awesome. Yeah, you can hear hear him in the background there. That's awesome. Uh, So, if you would, can you just give us kind of a brief 200-word or less introduction about who you are and and how you got to, to Tinker and working dogs? Yes, well, I'm Staff Sergeant Desi Padilla. I've been here since November. Uh, I've been canine for about four years now. I uh, came from F.E. Warren, was my last base, where I was a military working dog handler and trainer. My first base was Eglin Air Force Base, where I was a regular security forces, and that's where I put my package in to go canine. I've been doing canine for a while. I love it. Awesome. I'm really passionate about it. Awesome. So what is it that you like about being a handler? Why did why did you try to get into that? Tell you the truth, first of all, starting off as regular security forces coming in, I didn't even know about K9 until I got to my first base. Right. And uh, one of my good friends now, he's a handler now. He's been a handler for a long time. He kind of got me into it and I fell in love with it doing training with him and it's been good to me ever since. And the good thing about it is you actually see all the work you put into it. Everything you everything we do daily out here, you get you get to see your results. Right. All the work you put in. Right. Awesome. So um, can you tell us a little bit about how the acceptance process works for being a handler? Like it's it's not a huge career field. Um, there's a lot of security forces, but not a lot of handlers. So tell us what the application process is like and, and what you got to go through, maybe a little bit about the schooling, your training. Yes, the uh, process right now is you have to be two years of security forces, regular security forces. Then you got to volunteer your time here at the kennels. Uh, once you volunteer your time and in, in the uh, kennel master validates that he feels like you'll be a good handler, mm-hmm. you'll get a letter from him that has to be endorsed by the uh, commander. Once you get that, you'll put it in a package, submit it to uh, the Air Force Center, and then once you get accepted, you'll get a class date. You get your class date and you go down to Lachlan Air Force Base where you do uh, three months of training, and uh, where you'll go over detection, patrol, and actually learn how to handle a dog. And there they teach you the bare minimum, basic. Mm-hmm. It's when you get to your first base where you actually start learning. Right, much more on-the-job training. Mm-hmm. And you guys, I'm sh- obviously, you go through skill level, same as every other yep. AFSC, right? You three, five, seven level yes, sir. master. Okay, awesome. Um, so a lot of people assume that if they're a dog pet lover, that canine is for them, and really probably more often than not, it's not. Can can you explain what the difference is between just being a, a normal dog lover owner, such as somebody like myself, and somebody that actually 
has to work with these dogs and train them to do the capabilities and the things that they do. I think a lot of people get that confused because a pet is, that pet's always going to be there. You come home to it. Here, this is your partner. You work with him every day. It's more like family, just like a pet. But this one, it's more, more so you're using them for as an asset. Mm -hmm. And that asset, you train with him every day. You, you, you're tough on him too. You know? Right, okay. Some people can't handle that. They don't like to, they don't want to be tough on their pet. These, these, uh, these dogs we have here, they're athletes. So, real strict on them. But at the end of the day, we do show them love. We do uh, spend time with them. And we build a strong bond with them. And a lot of people that have that pet, they can't break away from them. Here, as, uh, for us, sometimes we have to break that bond for someone else to pick up that dog because once you're doing canine so long, your position's changed and right. you have to be able to break that bond. You'll still have that bond, but you're not working with that dog no more. Well, I mean, there is that, that aspect to it that, um, you know, maybe like, unlike local law enforcement where they may be mm -hmm. in a career and with the dog from, you know, cradle to grave, as we say in, in the military world, but uh, you guys still have to move on. You, yep. You're still going to PCS and transfer every two to three years. So you do have to leave the animal behind. Um, this, can you tell us a little bit about your specific dog, your partner out here, what your dog's name is and, and what that relationship is like with your dog? Yeah, so I'm with uh, MWD Elijah. He's a dual purpose dog. He's, he's pretty good. Yeah. I put a lot of work into him. Uh, starting off, he was not as disciplined as he is now. He's pretty obedient now. Mm -hmm. And a dog like that with a high drive, you got to hold him accountable everything you do. If not, he'll try to run over you. Right. But <laughs> overall, he's, he's one of the top dogs in the, in the kennels. You say obedient, so it's, it's like they have military bearing even though they're they're a dog yes, right sir. i mean i mean we we see them over in our shop they they get um bio photos i mean they hop up right on a table and sit up tall and straight and they take official photos like any other military member would they do deploy correct yes sir okay and um have you ever deployed with one of these dogs have you got that far into your career yet with dogs i have not been able to deploy as a handler okay i have deployed as a straight leg but not as a handler. Hopefully, sometime soon, right? My time will come. But so tell me, tell me. You you mentioned your dog is a, Elijah is a dual purpose dog. What does that mean? He's uh, able to sniff for <clears throat> different substances, and he's trained on biting. Okay, different substances, uh, drugs, or or any other type of substance, right? And he's trained to bite. So there is the dogs, some dogs specialize in one or the other, and then some specialize in both? As far as uh, detection? Yes. Detection, it'll be either work. So it'll be either narcotics or explosives. Okay. And dual purpose, it means they can uh, search for substance or in uh, patrol work. Okay. They can bite. 
we do have a single purpose dog here. It's uh, we have Ritz, which is alive. So, right. All she does is search. <laughs> well, they are good for that, aren't they? So, if if I'm walking around the base and you guys are out, and, and sometimes you see the you guys with your dogs walking the perimeter of the base, or maybe walking through the base exchange, what would you say to somebody who might be tempted, like a child, to come up and and pet the dog or try to get down in the dog's face and get a lick or mm -hmm. something? What would you tell those people? Uh, I usually tell them, uh, please don't get close to the dog. He is trained to bite. Right. I usually put myself in between my dog and them mm -hmm. and let them know. I don't mind them talking to me. Right. I always enjoy talking to different people around the base and hearing their, their story and why they're here. But as far as that, like these dogs are trained to bite and any quick reaction, right? they're trained to bite. I, I think right now I can, I can see behind us that uh, one of the handlers is I think just got taken down by a dog training back there. So yep. he got a good bite on him. So what, a, what is the average amount of years of work that uh, a military working dog is capable of before they have to retire, if it's a non-physical issue? Usually they last around 10 years. Okay. Some less depending on medical, but usually the average is around 10 years. Right. Um, now these dogs are equipped to detect every narcotic, explosive weapons, um, they are intimidating to a serious enemy. The training seems that it would be rigorous. How often are you guys out here training with them? How many hours a day? How many days a week? Every, almost every single day and pretty much all day. So we, we usually mix it up. We'll do detection one half a day and then we'll do patrol work in the, in the afternoon or vice versa. Right. But usually all day. And then we have handlers working the weekends that do training as well and patrol the base. Okay. And so do they get any days off? The dogs? Yeah. Yes, our days off are their days off. So. Okay. So they get a little bit of leave, like if you take leave. Yep, same exact thing. Okay, good. I'm sure they, they don't know it, but they, I, well, I don't know. Maybe I think they don't rather, even enjoy it. I, think, I don't think, yeah. I, I think they'd rather be pulled out. They're amazing. They, they love to work. Um, and you see it when they're they're moving around the base. I mean, they are they are ready to go. Yeah, that's they're when they're forward. they're the happiest. Right when they're working, yeah. it's awesome. Do you guys have to use? I know um, from having raised labs of my own in the past, and certainly not to to the level of what you guys do. But I know there were times I had to put weights on my dog to to make him feel like he was he was doing some heavy work, and and it made him happier when I put the weights on him. Do you guys ever have to do that as part of your training? Do you weight them down a little bit? To... Not weights, because we do so much physical training throughout right. the day, so they get wore out too, just like we do. Right. Speaking of all that physical training, I mean, what's it like for you guys to have to be out here running and gunning with these dogs all day long? You got to be in pretty good shape. Right. So the, we're a dog team, so if one of us is slacking, right. the other one has to pick us up. Right. So same way if if we're slacking the dog's energy has to come up the dog's slacking our energy has to come up we got to match each other's energy because we got to be able to last that's why we do so much training right. so we train for every scenario that can happen this you never know how long you'll be working okay 
So when you came out here and you just started with your dog, how long did it take you to make the bond real strong with, with you and your dog? With Eli, it took a little while just because he's the type of dog that he needs someone to kind of hold him accountable. Right. If not, then he won't respect you. Okay. So you got to actually spend time with him, build that bond, go on a walk, just play with him. Just He loves his toy, though. Does <laughs> he? So if you have the toy, he'll love it. At the end of the day, they're still dogs. They're, mm -hmm. They love to love and love to play on their toys. That's awesome. So you have to be certified as a handler, but the dogs have certifications and validations, too. Can, can you talk to us a little bit about what, what that means? So they validate... And it's pretty much the same thing that we go through. So any any training problem, everything, uh, patrol we have to validate, certify on, which goes through the patrol work goes through the kennel master, the uh, certification for explosives or narcotics goes through the uh, commander. As far as for them, they go through the same thing we go through, and I feel like. If we're nervous during that, mm -hmm. they're nervous. Everything runs down leash is what they say. Right. So if we go into a validation or a certification nervous, the dog's gonna know. And it just gives you that chance of mistake. Right. So you gotta have confidence. That's why we do so much training, to build each other's confidence because the dog needs confidence too. That's incredible they're that in tune to what you, what their handler is doing. They're, you wouldn't I'm, think that, but it is. if. If you pull a new dog and you, you're scared of them, or they know, right. they'll test you. They're amazing, amazing animals. Um, but like we said, at the end of the day, they're, they're still dogs. Um, are they able to enjoy some lifestyle out here? I mean, they're working, they're, they're doing hard things all the time. Do they have time when they can just kind of be a dog and lay on their back and roll through the grass? and? They do. We usually try to have some uh, time. I usually do it after my shift. I'll just let them cut them off leash, let them run around, right. play with them a little, just let them be a dog for a little while. Let them sit in the kennel with me and lay on the couch and just relax. That's incredible. So in your opinion, um, you haven't been doing this very long with the dogs, but obviously you're now in it and have a good appreciation for it. But how important are these dogs to your job and to the security of the nation, really? I mean, they, 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 they deploy. I mean, they go downrange and they get into the action with everybody else. How important are these dogs to the fight? They're very important. There's nothing that can match their, their nose. That's why we're still in business. Right. There's, there's nothing that can match them. They're so important, even to the base here, what we do on a daily, either building walks or vehicle searches there's nothing else that can match it well, and i can tell you what this this is a very large base there is a lot of perimeter here to walk and you see you guys all the time in and out of the woods and, and everywhere just with these dogs and uh, just absolutely incredible I, I i don't know if these dogs get enough credit as being a, a part of our full force integration and the capability and the asset and especially to the security of the base and into the the whole country um, but before we wrap up and get out of here what would you say is is 
the most interesting or the best part of your job as a handler? The best part to me is um, I enjoy work, coming to work because everything I do, I can I see all the progress. I try to be the best in everything I do, and I want my dog team to be the best. That's why I work so hard. I come to work. I try to make my dog team the best. Right. So no one can say nothing. Right. And all the work shows. If you're good, your work will show. If you're not good, your work will show. <laughs> right. If you don't put in training time, it'll show. Awesome. Well, sir, I do appreciate you taking the time to come on out here and talk to us today. Um, such a huge, important, valued asset to, to what you guys do and to our safety and security. So thank you again for coming out and talking to us today. Um, and so with that, we're going to wrap this episode up. Please remember to rate and subscribe and leave us some feedback. Uh, you can find us on uh, divids.hub and, of course, obviously on Apple uh, Podcasts. I think they've now changed from Apple iTunes to Apple Podcasts. But definitely... Uh, leave us a rating, uh, subscribe to the podcast, give us some feedback, let us know what you think of the podcast, what you might want to hear in the future. Um, also, don't forget to follow us on social media. Facebook and Instagram is at Tinker Air Force Base, and if you follow the, the Twitter, uh, you can find us at Team underscore Tinker. So with that, we're going to uh, let these dogs get back to work, let Sergeant Padilla get back to work with his dog, and uh, you guys have a great week.